This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. I am very happy to be with you right here on the air today. It is Friday. You know what that means. It's a glory to God day. It's the day where we cast a backward glance over the week that we've had, and we give glory to God for the blessings we've received. And I always like to invite you to give us a call here and share with us what was your big blessing this week. Sometimes they come wrapped in great big shiny packages. Sometimes they're very small and very subtle, but oh my goodness, what a difference they make to the soul. So I'm hoping that you call us today with your blessing, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us live here. We love having that holy conversation with you. Uh, You know, we'll take your questions and comments on anything that you want to talk about today. So don't be shy about calling 833-288-EWTN. We're also available for you out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page, inviting you to use that chat feature there. Uh, give us your name, etc. And, uh, you know, let us know if you're a first-time submitter, because if you are, I'm going to ring my bell for you. I also want to know if you're a first-time caller for the very same reason. I will welcome you to your debut by ringing the bell for you. Uh, Always excited to do that. Matthew Gubensky is going to take your phone call. Michael McCall is going to retrieve your question or comment and put it up on the board. And Rich Jesse manning that operation right there on the campus of EWTN. And that's the way that we are able to communicate with you today. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. 833-288-3986. That's 833-288-EWTN. Do want to remind you about some of the things that are going on at Women of Grace. I've been sharing with you about the upcoming book study that starts on March the 4th. Here it is the first day of March. It's a rainy day here, uh, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the rain is going to make the grass green, so we're happy for it. Uh, in March 4th is just going to be here really, really soon. I think it's Tuesday, as a matter of fact. So we're inviting you to join us for our Seasons of the Soul Women of Grace book study, small book written by Blessed Conchita that packs a powerful punch. So I'm hoping that you will join us for that book study. Not too late to get yourself going. Uh, Just get out there to our website, womenofgrace.com. You can click right there uh, on the offering on the homepage and it'll take you to a landing page. You can register and sign up right there. It's easy breezy. We like to make it that way for you. Want to remind you too about our Benedicta Institute for Women. You know, you might be wondering, what what is that? You know, let me just share with you uh, for a minute or two about the Benedicta Institute. It's named for St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. Uh, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross was a Carmelite religious sister, brilliant woman who lost her life. No, gave her life at Auschwitz for the sake of her people. She was of Jewish descent. Uh, She was born and raised a Jew, fell away from the Jewish faith, uh, became an atheist in her young adult years. But when she read the autobiography of St. Teresa of Avila, she had a profound conversion. She eventually came into the Catholic Church, and not only did she do that, she eventually became a Carmelite religious sister. All of that led 
uh, to the sacrifice that she gave at Auschwitz, as she said to her sister Rosa, who was martyred with her, as she said, we do this for our people. And the idea being that she was offering her life to Christ for the sake of her Jewish brothers and sisters who were being exterminated in Nazi Germany. Uh, and also, I do believe, for their conversion. Uh, she, as a philosopher, uh, trained under uh, Professor Husserl, and Husserl was the founder of a branch of philosophy called phenomenology. And that is the same branch of philosophy that St. John Paul II studied, and he was a phenomenologist. Uh, you can hear in his works uh, the, the echo of, of uh, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, of the work uh, that uh, she uh, entertained and, and uh, produced during her years as a philosopher in secular life prior to her entry into Carmel. Uh, so Edelstein, uh, as she was known in those days, uh, wrote uh, volumes of books uh, really geared toward uh, a, a, a deep look at who woman is. And so our Benedicta Institute for Women is about the business of following in the footsteps, if you will, uh, and and it's 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 developed according to the spirit of, if you will, the the, the educational mindset uh, and and desire of heart of Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, and we kind of see ourselves as in some way picking up some of the threads uh, that she was unable to to pull together, uh, such as this this um, curriculum for women and things of that nature that, that she would surely have contributed more toward had her life lasted longer. So we are offering women a certification in Catholic women's leadership based on a Latin motto, Egeri Sequitur Esse, which means doing follows being. Uh, we as women at the feminine genius is, is not, uh, you know, something that uh, John Paul II created or invented. It comes by way of God's own perfect design for who woman is. We want to explore that and see how we can, through our feminine genius, uh, cooperate in transforming the world one woman at a time in a very intentional way, given our state in life and given our uh, you know vocation. Uh, that God's entrusted to us, whether that be religious life, whether it be in, in communications, uh, whether it be in a classroom, whether it be mom in the home, uh, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, in a parish setting or in, in some other kind of occupational endeavor, such as psychology or or, uh, you know, uh, uh, social working or whatever milieu a woman finds herself in, how can she in an intentional way bring Jesus Christ to the world and the world to Jesus Christ through the reality of her feminine genius. So, I mean, it's very exciting, very, very exciting what we're doing there. So our first immersive is going to be the week of April 22nd at Our Lady of Florida Spiritual Center in North Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, our our uh, academic advisor is leading that particular week-long immersive, who is Mary, the journey from, uh, excuse me, who is woman, the journey from Eve to Mary. That is Professor uh, Donald Wallenfang. And our spiritual advisor, uh, 
is Bishop William Walterscheid, a third order Carmelite, uh, as well as is uh, Dr. Wallenfang. And um, he will be with us as well, offering our women uh, uh, sessions in the evening during our dinner hour. So it's going to be quite an amazing week, quite an amazing week week. Uh, We hope to form and shape women after the heart and the character of our Blessed Mother. (laughs) That's what we want to do, right? (laughs) Because she is the feminine genius. (laughs) Feminine genius has a name and it's spelled (laughs) M-A-R-Y. She's the living ideal. Anyway, we want to hear from you today. It's a glory to God day. I'll tell you about my glory to God week uh, when we come back from the break. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. It's the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Live. We love having holy conversation with you, and we are eager to hear from you. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Surely God has blessed you in this week. What was your big blessing takeaway for this week? We want to know about it. 833-288-EWTN. Also, EWTN Radio's YouTube channel, Facebook page. Use the chat feature. Coming right back. Stay tuned. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Janet Williams. I'm very happy to be with you today. Oh, my goodness. It brings me such joy to be able to spend this time with you Monday through Friday. It is Friday, and that is our Glory to God day around these parts. I always ask you to give us a call and let us know, you know, how has God blessed you through the course of this week? I think it's very important for us to give praise and glory to God, to acclaim Him, to use the airwaves, to Uh, help other people to understand that God is always with us and he's always doing something in us, always doing something through us, uh, always wants to communicate his divine life to us. So how did any of that happen for you this week? 833-288-EWTN is the number for you to use. That's 833-288-3986. Also available for you at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and or Facebook page. Chat feature uh, at those locations, put in your question or comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement, we will address it. If you're a first-time caller and or a first-time submitter, I do want to know. I will ring my bell for you. Uh, do want to tell you what, what my big blessing was, and then I'm going to go to the phone lines, and they're all ringing. Yay. Well, not all of them. Three still have to ring, so you have to call. Hey, 288 ewtn I had a beautiful week, just an absolutely beautiful week. My dear friend, Father Edmund Sylvia, uh, visited uh, with, with Jack and me through the course of the last 10 days. Uh, he was my guest last Thursday uh, for the television program, Women of Grace. Those programs will be coming up in the near future. But uh, he stayed at our home and stayed on uh, throughout the course of this week. And it was just glorious to have him. Uh, it was it was a lovely time. He and I celebrated Mass here in, in, in the prayer room that we have uh, on a daily basis. And uh, you know, what can I say about that opportunity? You know, again, I, God just regales me with his love and his mercy. Uh, and uh, so I, I safely got Father Ed to the airport this morning, and, and he's on his way back journeying to Florida. Uh, but it was a it was a grace, graced week, uh, just so many lovely opportunities to chit-chat and to have holy conversation and 
uh, to reminisce. We did a whole lot of reminiscing. He had been uh, with our ministry for 20 years, uh, was with me on television for the greater percentage of those years, actually really from like 1992. uh, We did a 13-week series on the New Age, and then in 93, Uh, He began to be with me on the abundant life that ran for 17 years. And then the first two years of Women of Grace, which would take it to 2012. Uh, And then he moved locations. He was a a religious order priest. And he was sent to South Bend, Indiana. uh, And he's retired now. Uh, So all that being said, it was just a beautiful opportunity to come together. So I want to give glory and praise to God for the abundant blessing that I received through Father Ed this week at the hands of the Father. So thank you, Lord, for that. A33288EWTN. Bob from Alabama out there in social media says, Johnette, my glory to God moment is that my guardian angel made me realize I need to start having coffee before my holy hour. I can relate to that, Bob. Sometimes I think I need coffee before I come on to radio, but I don't know. If I get any more excited, I probably wouldn't be able to stay in my seat here. Uh, Then he goes on and says, I also have a question, though. I have heard that all sins against the sixth commandment are grave. Yes, that is true. Is that only sexual actions, or does that even include thoughts, such as a guy admiring a woman's physical beauty a little too long. Well, yes, it does incorporate into it uh, having thoughts that are inappropriate, impure thoughts, uh, as well as impure actions. Remember what Jesus says, if you look on a woman with lust, if you look on her with lust, you have committed the sin already. If you, you have committed that sin of adultery already. So the fact of the matter is, Yes, we need to take custody of our eyes, custody of all of our senses, lest they lead us into sin. Now, is it wrong to admire a woman's physical beauty? Absolutely not. It is not wrong. God gives us the beauty of of his creation, and the pinnacle of his creation is, is man. And the masterpiece of that pinnacle is the woman. She was created last. She is the most complicated of the species. And if you notice how it is that God created, right? He created in a given order. And he went from smaller forms to larger forms, more complicated forms to more complicated forms to the one who is his image and likeness, man. And then let us create man in our image, in the divine image he created him, male and female, he created them. So the woman was the last to be created. She is God's masterpiece. So of course, we admire the feminine beauty, the feminine genius. When we are admiring it too long in in terms of that length of time, leading us to impure thoughts. And of course, this applies to women looking at men as well, impure thoughts. We've crossed a threshold. We can be tempted to those impure thoughts, and that is not a sin. We must resist the temptation, take our mind off of it, start to praise and honor God. Father God, I praise you and I honor you. What a beautiful daughter you have created in your image and likeness. Father, I thank you for her beauty. Lord God, I praise you for for the marvel of your creation. Lord God, I I thank you. I bless you. You start praying and praising the Lord, right? Uh, no, No greater beauty was there than our blessed Virgin Mary. Then I would pray a Hail Mary and I would ask our Blessed Mother to help you uh, to smite this serpent that's uh, tempting you. The evil one hates the praise of God and he hates, oh, absolutely despises 
the name of Mary. So those are two very, very good ways for you uh, to be uh, you know, attentive uh, to a temptation that hasn't yet led you into sin, but could. So if looking at the beauty of the woman is a temptation that's going to take you to the sin, well, then you want to turn your back on it through praise and glory to God. So I hope that that helps you out. What a great question you ask. I'm glad you care, Bob. I wish that uh, that all would care as much as you obviously do care about not offending our Lord and keeping yourself chaste. Let's go to Doug. He's out there in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. He is listening to us via the Real Presence Radio. Hey, Doug, how are you? Hi, my sacred sister. Yeah, it's, it's that, uh, that time of the month I got to decide who I'm going to call. It's either you or uh, Debbie and Jerry. But this, this time it was easy. Tomorrow I get to see Debbie in Dubuque, Iowa. Wonderful. What's she doing in Dubuque? Yeah, yeah. She's doing, her and uh, um, Adam Bly are going to oh. be there and just give a little presentation. Excellent. <clears throat> but that's uh, what... That's within driving distance here. It's kind of a long drive, but reminds me of the time I went up to, I think, uh, Fargo uh, to see you. And uh, that was kind of neat. And we all sitting around and you're, you're giving us your, your talk. And and uh, I, I thought I was just kind of lost in the crowd. But sure enough, you spotted me and came up and, and, and pounded my shoulders with your fist. And I just felt... <laughs> I just, I was just so happy that you recognized me and we got to see each other. And then uh, the first time we met, I'd, I'd already been listening for years, and I went to a conference in Wisconsin. And uh, first thing when you got there with your driver, you had mentioned to him about my calling in, and he came up to me and he said, are you Doug? I said, yeah. And I was surprised. I said, why? why? And, and he got you to come over and give me a hug. I remember oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, take, take memories. But, we, go, uh, we go far back there, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, just to kind of do a piggyback on your, your caller about the, the feminine figure, I, uh, I think of an hourglass. And I think of one of your um, one of your catchphrases for a times for such a time as this. Yes, Esther four fourteen. Uh, yep, and a lady's uh, figure is someone like an hourglass. That's what a lady's figure reminds me of. That we are in the age of Mary, and. The secret heaven's peace plan was given at Fatima, consecration to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, which all women reflect. So major, major ministry to uh, bring about the period of peace promised at Fatima. Anyway, I, uh, I, when, when you uh, yesterday gave the subject of glory to God, a uh, thing that came to mind was, uh, Lucia from Fatima, she talked about a diabolical disorientation. And we, it's very plain to see with this whole transgender, this whole uh, anti-traditional family morality, you know, woke, trying, trying to take 
cultural values. Diabolical disorientation is what Lucia called it. But but she also um, uh, added, don't, don't ever uh, give up. She said the head of the serpent has already been crushed. Yes. So that would make us think that, that the snake's body is flailing now. It's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's going through its dying breaths. And, and the period of peace is, is around the corner. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, uh, um, Romans 5.20. Wherever evil abounds, there grace abounds even more. And, and it reminds me of, of this, wherever this diabolical disorientation, this, this wokeness tries to take over our tradition, the, those who have remained uh, well-rooted in God's design, they, they shine even brighter, like, like a candle. You don't see it as much during the day, but as it gets dark, those, those, uh, we, we, are, we are considered the instruments of, of Mary in this, in this dark age, and we will shine even brighter, reminding us of St. Louis de Montfort's prophecy, in this age of Mary, her children will, saints will be greater than all of the ages past. Yeah. Doug, you know, I want to I want to comment on what you're saying, because what you're saying is so very, very important. And it's true. Uh, and I think that, you know, we know the end of the story. We know that our Lord triumphs. We know that our Lord came by way, the way of Mary. Right. Mary is Mary is the pathway that God chose that his son might come into the world and save humanity. Uh, and God does not change his ways. You know, our God is consistent and he is constant. Uh, he it is the same yesterday, today and forever. Right. So that's that's the fact of the matter. So God is not going to change his ways. There will be an age of Mary that's going to precede the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when and we don't know where or how, but I do think that we're in the beginnings of it. I think that there are signs that we see. I think we've been in it for a period of time because when we talk about an age, we're not talking about, you know, a a chronological year. Like when we refer to our age, it changes each year. No, an age, especially an epoch, uh, lasts for you know many years. Oftentimes, it lasts for more than a century. It can be lasting for more than two centuries. I think that they typically look at it in terms of like five hundred. Uh, so we are somewhere in there. The age of Mary actually began, if you if you will. We could even say it began at Guadalupe. But we we can we can we can establish that with the numbers of apparitions of our Blessed Mother, like uh, beginning in the 1800s and moving forward, you know, th- this that we're somewhere in this Marian age. We've seen a resurgence of individuals, a resurgence of, of, of people, uh, you know, wanting, uh, it, it, it's really a resurgence of the devotion uh, of, of consecration to Jesus through Mary that was given to us by St. Louis de Montfort, right? Um, so we've seen that. We've seen this, this great swell, this great movement forward. Mary is preparing the way. She, she comes, you know, we had John the Baptist 
There is also that kind of an action uh, happening right now. Again, Mary coming, John the Baptist uh, kind of a a spirit uh, awakening people at this moment in time. So that being said, putting all of that into, into the context of the diabolical disorientation that we're seeing and facing, and that's a very good, very good description of what's happening today, we understand that the attack is always against the evil one and our and, and our lady. I, I will put enmities between you and the woman, between your seed and hers. You will strike at her. She will crush your head and you will strike at her heel. So what we're seeing is this striking at the heel of Mary. And and I do believe it, it, that, that this whole movement uh, towards uh, sterilization uh, beginning with the uh, contraceptive mentality, moving on to abortion, moving on to same-sex relationships, two men, two women, sterile relationships, moving on to transgenderism, a mutilation of the body that renders the body incapable of conceiving or initiating life, if you're the man, um, you know, uh, the, it, it, creating some kind of strange androgynous form through that transgenderism. Uh, when When we look at that, it's all an attack against the woman and what it is that the woman affects. The woman affects life, effects life, E-F-F-E-C-T-S. She affects life. The child is conceived in her. She births the child. So all of it is an attack against Our Lady, and it's part of that ultimate uh, you know, tail of the serpent lashing uh, against anything that is of the woman. And so, uh, however, however, she, she does triumph. Uh, she triumphs, uh, in, in crushing the head of serpent through her, her fiat and, and Jesus Christ comes. So that being said, we're all called to be members of the heel, H-E-E-L of Mary, uh, by consecrating ourselves to Jesus through her. Uh, she will use us to be the crushing agent in our day and time. And that is the way uh, I do believe that the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is going to happen. So we all work uh, consistently towards that end, and we're all called to work consistently towards that end. First, beginning with ourselves. First, beginning with ourselves. Uh, when we begin with ourselves and we work on our own purification and sanctification, we become a healing agent in the world simply by the process of it. Uh, and then we step forward uh, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we step forward and we raise our heels and we crush. We crush the head of the serpent in our day and time by way of the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. It's truth. It's truth that will win the day. There you have it right here on Women of Grace Live. A glory to God day. How has he blessed you in this week? We're going to go to Alan when we get back and Martin. We've got some phone lines available for you. 833-288-EWTN. 833-288-3986. Also available for you at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. First timers, either way, let me ring my bell for you today. I love it. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. 
Well, let me tell you, we are delighted to be with you today. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. We are inviting you to call us. You just heard those numbers, but let me repeat them for you. 833-288-EWTN, toll free for you here in North America. That's 833-288-3986. Available for you too out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Just use the chat feature. We will get your question or comment retrieved and up on the board. We've got a number if you are outside of North America. That number is country code 1205-271-2985. It is a glory to God day here on Women of Grace Live. We love to give praise and glory to God for all of the blessings uh, that he has bestowed upon us. And on Fridays, we like to give a little backward glance to the days of the week and come up with, oh, gee, what was that big blessing? What was my big, big heavenly takeaway from this week? And share it here. It's uplifting. We like it a lot. We're going to go to Ellen. She is out there in Chicopee, Massachusetts. What a fun city name to say. Chicopee. I love it. <laughs> Listening to us via Station of the Cross. Hi, Ellen. I am. How are you, Johnette? Um, This is just by way of uh, saying that my glory to God moment continues day to day because I want to thank you all for your prayers. Um, I had called for prayer back in November, and I was um, diagnosed with breast cancer. So um, I had a lumpectomy, which led to a mastectomy. And this week, uh, glory to God, I started um, a round of radiation. So uh, I have four treatments down, 21 to go. And hallelujah, (laughs) I'm on my way to recovery. Thanks to you all. For your wonderful prayers. It's been like wearing a blanket. It's oh, beautiful. Well, may God be praised for the good work that he's doing in you and through you. And yes, I mean, he is healing you. you. He's healing your body. Uh, But you know, the greatest healing of all is the healing of our soul. And the fact that you recognize his work tells me (laughs) (laughs) that you are very, very well progressed in the healing of the soul area. But let's just say another prayer for for you right now. Father God, we just come before you. you. We give you praise and thanksgiving for the work that you're doing in your daughter. We thank you, Father, for the insight and and the, the... the, the, the technical and, and the medical uh, intuition and acumen of the people that are working with her. Father, I thank you that you have given us this opportunity to be healed from these diseases by way of what you have inspired people to uh, create and to understand and to see. Father, I would ask that all of these treatments, these radiation treatments that your daughter is undergoing would be effective, Lord, in eradicating this cancer from her body completely and totally never to appear. Father God, I ask that not one stray cell of cancer has left that original site. I ask, Father God, that that if 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 one of them got away, that, that it is completely pulverized uh, and it is rendered impotent and unable to cause any damage or any kind of dysfunctional uh, uh, multiplication. Father, I ask that you would continue to give your daughter that certitude of mind and heart, that you are with her and and standing by her and wrapping her in, in, in your profound grace each and every moment of, of her walk through this time, but each and every moment of her life, and that you have never abandoned her and never will. I ask you, Mary, our mother, to take your daughter deeply into your immaculate heart, that she might find there the comfort and the solace uh, that she needs. Uh, and in times when she is just running low on energy because of the treatment, or in times when the treatment uh, becomes uncomfortable or, or, or difficult, Father, I just ask, Mother, that you 
you would give her your strength, that, that you would give her your courage, that you would give to her uh, your maternal beatitude in all ways, uh, that she might find the, the, the capacity uh, to continue to move forward until that beautiful day where she can ring the bell and say, glory, hallelujah, it is finished. So Father God, I thank you for all that you're doing in Ellen and that she recognizes you so profoundly in the midst of all of it. We offer this prayer to you in the name of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our blessed lady. Amen. Well, gee, Ellen, you've given us all something to give glory to God for today. (laughs) Thank you. If, if I may just add a real quick uh, comment, is um, my surgeon, who I don't believe is Christian, uh, she said to me, gee, I just love the way you talk about your God like you know him, and that you're always praising him. And I go to myself, uh, you know, if that were the only reason that this whole thing came about, it was worth it. It was, oh, it was just, uh, what a moment. <laughs> so... Praise God. What a beautiful heart you have, you know. And and again, you know, we evangelize in every situation just by our witness. And and that's what we want to be. We want to be so filled with the spirit of the living God that that his presence is felt through us in the lives of others. And when we speak his name, that it finds a, a welcomed home in their heart. And I think that you're in the business right now of preparing her heart to receive something. She will never forget you. And uh, the Holy Spirit, he's going to do a number because of you. He's going to do a beautiful, beautiful work in her. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for being such a beautiful sign of contradiction in our day and time. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you. You're so welcome. Bye-bye now. Oh, my goodness. See, aren't we edified? (laughs) I feel edified. I'm edified. I hope you are, too. We've got Martin with us. He is in Houston, Texas, listening to us via Guadalupe Radio Network. Hey, Martin. Hi, Johnette. It's been a while since I've talked to you. I just I knew to... it was you. I just knew it was you. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear your voice again, Martin. God bless you, good man. Uh, I am so excited because, just real quickly, Joanne, I've got a lot of... Joanne, I'm sorry. Uh, Johnetta. I'm yes? just, my ADHD is kicking in. Um, I... I was feeling bummed. I have lymphedema. I have stage four kidney failure. I have neuropathy. I have depression, PTSD, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm just all messed up. (laughs) And I was feeling really low yesterday. I'm 67. And it was the first time I really laid up my, my arthritis in my knee was killing me. My neuropathy on my feet were hurting very badly so i just laid down and cried and i just you know and i could feel myself doubting and you know but i prayed to the lord i said lord help me just have the bravery to go through this well later that evening my flat screen you know went out a couple of days ago and i was just going through tiktok i like tiktok some of it's dumb but you know a lot of it's very creative john it i came across the they have these religious ones, and they look very Catholic-oriented. But one came across and said, I know you can swipe, but you've got to listen to me. And it was our Lord sticking out his hand. And it just talked about, I know you're doubting, but I have your back. Do not, I love you too much, and you will be blessed. Believe me. 
and I and then two more of them were little angels. They were, and I know they were. They looked AI created, but they were beautiful little children, and they they talked about you know this other positively. And when I saw the little angels, I thought of Mother uh, Aunt Angelica so much because of her little Divino Nino, you know. But I thought, my God, I, I can't wait to tell John Hannah because <laughs> I said this was. This was so incredible that I, you know, why would I have been on TikTok that night and that come across to me when I needed it the most, Donetta? Well, I got to tell you, Martin, you know, God is amazing and he uses all things to communicate to us. People say, well, how do you hear God? Well, we hear him in a variety of ways because he's an ever creative God. And he used TikTok to speak with you. He used TikTok to let you know that he is always with you. Uh, There's no, in in my mind, there's absolutely no coincidence whatsoever, Martin. Uh, That was a God moment. Um, It was a little, you know, wink, a God wink from heaven to you, letting you know that he is there for you. And also a reminder that that you have guardian angels. Maybe you've got two guardian angels, you know. Uh, we know we have one, but but we're not, God is not limited to just entrusting us to one angel. He can entrust us to as many angels as he wants to. And we know that in some cases, those that are called to, uh, you know, priesthood or religious life, they often have Many angels that are attending to them, bishops, many angels attending to them, uh, people that are in, 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 in uh, you know, uh, uh, certain positions of, of apostolic work, many angels. So why isn't it, you know, God saying to you, look, Martin, you've got two angels. You can always turn to those angels. That they're always going to show you my face because the angel reflects the face of God. So what a beautiful, beautiful blessing you received. And you don't sound depressed at all. Well, I, I just, you know, that shows his his uh, abundance, Johnette, because even though I was doubting, and even, right now I'm outside of the doctor's, I've got an appointment with my doctor, and I'm sitting here in my car, but I'm so excited because it just was that, like you said, that reaffirmation, you know, reaffirmation right. or what, and yeah. I, I, it was so incredible for you know, for me to experience that, and you're right because he blesses me. I pray for it, but he blesses me every day with a deep love for my Catholic faith, and it's. I know it's the strongest medicine that I have that I can take is my Catholic faith, and oh, and I even have. I'm even blessed because of my being stage four. I don't like to be around a lot of crowds, and with my, I wear masks, you know, and things. And but I have a sacristan that comes to my house every Sunday and brings me communion, and wow. sits and reads the gospel for me. And then I, if I, you know, every once in a while, every couple of months, Father comes by and hears my confession. I'm so blessed on it. It's incredible. Oh, Martin, I'm so happy for you, and I'm so happy to hear from you after these many years. We we talked a lot early on, and, and here you are, and praise be to God uh, that more and more uh, you get to see the majesty and the wonder who, of who he is in your life, Martin. He's healed you from much. Uh, this God is an awesome God, and he's not going to stop with you, Martin. He's not going to stop. So I, I just uh, am very grateful that you called in and shared this beautiful moment that you experienced last night. It makes me so happy inside. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. God bless. 
God bless you too. And we'll be praying for you, Martin. Well, let's just pray right now. Well, Father God, we just lift your son Martin up to you in this moment. And he's heading into the doctor's office. And you know the totality of his physical condition. You know everything that is, you know, out of order within his body. But this is what I do know, God. You are a God of order. Uh, You want to bring everything into right order within Martin. And Father, so I'm asking that you would heal this man that you would heal him in every single way that he needs to be healed, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I ask, Father God, that uh, this 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 uh, demon of oppression that is seeking to uh, hold him down, uh, that it would be, you know, that 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 it would be gone in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. That that he would be freed up from it. That that chain, any chain, uh, would be broken any time the evil one tries to tempt him, Lord, uh, to uh, despair or tries to tempt him through doubt or tries to tempt him tempt him uh, through uh, depression. I just ask Father God that he immediately returns to you in his mind and begins to praise you and thank you because you will take that temptation and you will work it for the good of your son, whose name is Martin. Father God, I ask also that you would continue uh, to bring, uh, you know, guidance and 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 and, and insight, uh, medical insight uh, to the doctors that, that uh, are his doctors, to the doctors that are seeking to use their, the, the, their gifts and their talents that you have entrusted to them and uh, the technology available to us today and the medications that are there uh, to bring comfort to him, uh, to, to eradicate all that is uh, amiss within his body. Father God, for the duration of time that this cross lasts, I ask that your son uh, would, would suffer uh, well, that, that he would suffer it in union with your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that through that offering, many hearts would be healed and souls would be saved and, and, and lives would be changed. Uh, Father, when it is time for your son, Martin, to make his way uh, to you, I ask that our blessed mother and his guardian angels would come and walk with him and take him to you uh, joyously and, 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 and happily. And so, Father, it is that we offer all of these prayers to you in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our Blessed Lady. Amen. Martin, thank you so much for calling today. You've made my day. You. <laughs> You're thank welcome. You. God bless you now. Bye-bye. Oh, how lovely is that? Oh, my goodness, this God. He's an amazing God. Well, we've got Mike with us, and Mike is in Medina, Ohio, listening to us via Living Bread. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good, Jeanette. How are you? Very well. Thank you for calling. Oh, well, thank you for taking taking my call. I love your show. It's, it's very informative, and it's very inspiring. So oh. uh, um, love listening to your show. Thank you. So I had a quick question for you. Um I'm a spiritual director in my diocese, and I have a ministry at my home parish here in Medina. And uh, a, a very spiritual friend of mine um, had mentioned to me recently, um, like when I'm done you know, sitting with someone or my men's group in the mornings on Saturday mornings, I like to, to bless everyone with either holy water or holy oil. And he had mentioned that um, it was his understanding that only a priest could um, say, you know, I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with holy water or holy oil. And because um, it's something I've been doing, you know, for years in my ministry. And I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that and what, you know, what, um, you know, what is your uh, direction on that? Yeah, um, you know, I'm going to look it up right now, uh, but I can't 
recall any reading anything anywhere that says that a layperson uh, cannot use holy water or blessed oil um, to pray with somebody or to bless somebody. Uh, I've never really heard that. Uh, and, you know, I think that sometimes we, we, we can become a little scrupulous. Um, I'm going to look this up, though. Holy water. Okay, let's just see. Now, we understand that this is not the same as a priest blessing, you know, because, you know, we, That's you right. are not in persona Christi. But uh, can, can, can a, a person bless with, with, with uh, holy water and blessed oil? And I see absolutely no reason why not. Now, here we have, um, here we have a response by Monsignor Charles Pope. And so the question is, I bought a 14-karat medal and would like to bless it. Well, this is a little different than that. But uh, there, and his, his answer is there are certain blessings a lay person can give. For example, a parent can confer a blessing on their children. The blessing of objects, however, is generally reserved to the clergy. Sprinkling with holy water is good and can bring a blessing to the person or object touched by the water. However, to formally bless the object itself is the duty of the priest. So just incorporated into his response here is the fact that, yes, Lay people absolutely can bless individuals with blessed oil and holy water, realizing it's not sacramental in the sense of a of 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 a priestly blessing. But we certainly have that right. authority, especially. And, and I would say that 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 word authority is an important one. Uh, you know, the authority comes from God Himself, but God shares His authority with us as individuals, and He gives us a certain kind of responsibility for others. So as a spiritual director, you have a, you have a certain authority understood properly, not a juridical authority, but a, but an authority, a responsibility towards that person for their well-being. In this case, your spirit, their spiritual well-being. So it would be appropriate for you to pray a blessing prayer and to bless them with holy water uh, and, and, and or blessed oil, which we know is not charism either. It's just blessed oil. So yeah, I, I think right. that the person that shared that with you is a little... Um, uh, you know, is 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 either a little scrupulous or perhaps is just misunderstanding the action. Okay, well, uh, I appreciate that, and uh, um, I will go forward uh, um, blessing those who God leads me to bless. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I've been involved in the charismatic renewal for a number of years, and uh, you know, I, I have oftentimes spoken at charismatic uh, events um, and and conferences. And oftentimes there will be a blessing of the people that are there. They'll come up, and uh, you know, we lay people. I have blessed alongside of a priest. Right, uh, the priest is blessing the people, and and I've been given uh, some blessed oil to bless the people. So so that's right within the context of, of a Catholic event alongside of Catholic priests. So perfectly all right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, God bless you and your ministry as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. God bless you and the work that you do in leading and guiding souls into deepening union with our Lord. That's beautiful, beautiful charism that you have. Thank you, Jeanette. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye now. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I think oftentimes, you know, we we don't realize the the um, capacities that we have as lay people. Uh, we certainly do not have the same uh, the the same privileges as as a priest does. We certainly don't have the same uh, authority. We certainly cannot. Uh, 
uh, affect a sacrament, except for the sacrament of baptism in the case of an emergency. But all of that being said, you know, we need to understand what our limitations are, uh, there, and there are limitations, but we also need to understand the great privileges that we have uh, as daughters and sons of the Most High God and, and not be afraid to, to use them. I think parents blessing their children is a beautiful thing. Uh, my late husband and I used to bless our children uh, before they would leave for school in the morning. We would bless them at night. Uh, you know, it was just part of, of what we did. And that's an important gesture. It's an important thing. We have authority over our children. What is that? A responsibility towards them, a responsibility for life. Obviously, caring for their physical needs, but always and most importantly, most importantly, their spiritual life. Uh, and we will be held accountable for that. So we need to step into into that reality and into that duty. Well, I want to thank you so much. I mean, we can't take any more calls. We're down to the last two minutes here. But the fact of the matter is uh, you have helped me uh, to give glory and praise to the God uh, to God today by way of the many blessings that you've recounted throughout the course of our program. So I thank you and I give glory and praise to God for you, uh, for the blessing that you've been to me today in my life. I hope that the program has been a blessing to you. We love spending this time with you, as you well know, Monday through Friday, right here uh, on EWTN Radio, brought to you by so many good affiliates, Sirius XM Station 130, and across numbers of internet platforms. Uh, always eager uh, to receive your messages via email, womenofgrace at EWTN.com is the way that you can send questions to us. But you can also leave questions on our comment line. The number that you use to uh, be live on the air with us becomes the comment line after four in the afternoon Eastern time. So you can call after that, leave a question, say it's for Women of Grace. We'll put it into that Women of Grace, uh, you know, a collection of calls, and we'll address it on a day where we just do nothing but take those listener comment calls. It's been great being with you. I pray you have a wonderful and holy weekend as we make our way through Lent. I pray that this upcoming Sunday, third Sunday in Lent, uh, blesses you abundantly. And I hope your Lent is going well. Well, there you have it. We're about to close out our time together for this week. Until we are together again, may the abundant life of our Lord Jesus Christ be yours. May God richly bless you. And don't forget to get out to EWTNRC.com, the website of EWTN's religious catalog, and visit womenofgrace.com too. Bye-bye now. <music>